have you guys ever considered like really trying to completely revamp your circadian rhythm and like only living by like sunlight and candlelight have you ever tr- wanted to do that no uh, <laughs> oh coming in hot i'm in a hurry i've got a very important phone call to make hi guys welcome to locally hated i'm keelan i'm jen and i'm tracy we're inviting tracy on the podcast today tracy tracy Thank you for inviting. Where yeah, you just yeah. pop my podcast cherry. <gasps> oh. Speaking of sucking on boobs. <laughs> mm. Or clip. <laughs> oh, am I allowed to say clip? Yes, sorry. Yes, yeah. We yes. put that little explicit on there. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. You inspire me. What can I say? Don't apologize. Teresa, I want you to be on like every episode now. Because I say the C word. <laughs> Which one? Uh, right. Oh, I, that's actually something. Okay, like my friends have been using the term cunty lately and to ooh, describe it as a good thing. And like right. I'm starting Taking to feel like power. outdated. Yeah, I'm starting to feel outdated like even from my friends now. But like my friend Ari, you guys have met Ari and she's the best. But she has been using the term cunty to describe things. And like I'm actually a little bit conflicted about how I feel about it. Because I feel Can like it was use one it of those- in a that outfit's looking cunty. You look cunty right now. I'm, I'm not doing it justice. It's really embarrassing. I feel. Like, I was gonna say I can. I know her vibe. So yeah, I can, can hear I'm it hearing in her it in voice. My head. Yeah, I'm. I'm getting the vibe in my head. Okay, the first two definitions on Urban Dictionary for cunty okay. um, are sexy, iconic, epic, never mm-hmm. been done before. Serving. There you go. Someone looks really fucking good. Perfect. And in a sentence, it is, bitch, you are so cunty. And then the second definition is a word used to describe something that is very, quote, bad bitch-esque, unquote, very fierce, very cool, an outfit. See? Can be described as this, a person, a photo, anything. Her fit looks so cunty. Like, yeah. knowing Ari the little bit that I do, I've seen her vibe. I get it. I can see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ari's pretty cunty then, mm-hmm. I'd say. She's a fucking cunty. No, you I'm can't. No, you don't use it like that. No, I'm I don't. Just kidding. Actually, I know. I have no idea. I think I you have to kidding. add the Y. <laughs> I was just kidding. I was the Y makes it that. cute. I was trying to be my almost 40-year-old self. <laughs> I'm the just trying to expose us to new slang. And I've always been only oh on new slang by the shins. Oh I've God, always been. Should we do that every episode where we do new slang? Oh, oh Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I should play the new slang song mm-hmm. by the Shins. To, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. That's actually really forever. funny. I'm going to do that. You should. Yeah. Um, Tracy, why don't you introduce yourself and talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, what happened What's your sign? to you? What's my sign? Oh, yeah. Do you know your sun, <laughs> take, moon, and take rising? Take a guess. I don't I have I actually no don't know. idea. Are you? Are you? Are she you? does math. Yeah. <laughs> she, she doesn't know astrology. Yeah. Okay. I don't. So what's her, I do math. Oh, so it's like I, sin, I don't cosine know the or whatever. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. What's your sign? <laughs> my signs and cosine. <laughs> From the head to my toe to the reach of my arm. I don't know. Um, so my name is Tracy, and I moved to Buffalo during the pandemic and opened up a zero waste shop, Buffalo's First. Um, that's cunty. That's very Super funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I try. Um, So I used to be in fashion design in New York City for like 15 years. And I started to hate myself and my work. And I like found no meaning in what I did. But I was kind of just milking it for the longest time because I was at that level where, you know, you tell people what to do. And then you hate yourself at night, and then you get a good salary. <laughs> so Meryl Streep and Devil Okay, Rosada. yeah. Not as fabulous or glamorous. That's all made up. But um, 
So I didn't leave fashion. Fashion broke up with me because of the pandemic. I was working on like a dressy line um, kind of brand at the time. And people weren't buying dresses. They were buying pajamas. Mm. So all the pajamas did really well and took all the money and all the occasional wear or like, you know, whatever. All those companies were furloughing all their employees like forever. Mm. Um, so then I was like, why am I stuck in this little apartment with two kids and my partner and not being able to enjoy what New York City has to give, but like still pay the rent and like, you know, dipping into our savings that just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. So then I made a suggestion to move to Buffalo. Is he from here? He's from here. Yeah. He lived here until he was in his twenties. Then he moved to New York City. And that's where we met. So we came, we moved here and I was like, oh, what can I do? That's not going to make me like want to kill myself again. Like I've, I've been just trying to find work and search work that means something to me all my life. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fashion. I mean, fashion still holds a place in my heart, but it's just so hard to make changes from within. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to like start everything from scratch. And I noticed that Buffalo didn't have a zero-waste shop here. Mm-hmm. And I was used to shopping like that, just like being intentional with what I bring into my life. So I thought like maybe this could be a business opportunity and also serving the community at the same time. Because yeah. I would like to believe that there are people in Buffalo who are like-minded as me, mm-hmm. who are forced to shop online when we know that we can probably do better not shopping online mm-hmm. and just supporting a local yeah. business who share this, you know, similar vision or the same goals or whatever. So that's why Little Salmon was born. I love it. I love it. Can you talk about the name Little Salmon too and like why you chose it? Sure. Um, besides being zero waste and eco-conscious, we are we see ourselves as the champions of the circular economy um, instead of, as opposed to, to the linear economy, which is the mainstream economy that America's built on. Can you explain a little bit more about that too? Yeah, because I think- Sure. So in a linear economy, you kind of just keep profiting. You don't really think about the waste that you're putting into the world with whatever products or whatever resources that you extract. In a circular economy, you care about, you know, the sources where you're extracting from. Um, You think in terms of like whole systems thinking, um, how the waste from producing a product can turn into a a form of resource in itself. So Mm -hmm. you're like closing the loop and making it circular. So the waste becomes a resource. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In that way, you don't put as much waste into the environment. Mm-hmm. And the salmon, like many life forms in nature, live lives in a very circular manner. They um, so they spawn in fresh water, they swim out to the ocean, and then they come back. They mature in the ocean and they swim back to their natal stream to spawn. And in the pos- process, they have to swim upstream against the current. Mm-hmm in order to get back to their natal stream and they're so exhausted by the time they get back and they just like spawn later eggs and they're done. But their dead bodies, wow, this is getting dark. So no, their de- <laughs> dead oh, bodies nope. don't Keep go going. to waste. The and bears eat them. 
Well, the, the bears eat them fresh. They the bears. Yeah. So on top of swimming against the current, they have to avoid bears or whatever. Um, and I always use the bears as these big corporations in my analogy. <gasps> I love it. I love cocaine bears. Cocaine bears. Yes. Cocaine bears. <laughs> so then their dead bodies create a very nutritious environment for their eggs to hatch and to thrive in. So little salmon is trying to, you know, use that as a like a metaphor. Also very literal sense because mm-hmm. we're like circular. And um, yeah, we hope to create like a nutritious or like a better environment for the future for the next generations. So can you quote what's on your wall in there? Because I absolutely fucking love that. Sure. We don't need a few people to do zero waste perfectly. We need millions of them to do it imperfectly. I could be wrong about a couple of words, but it doesn't, that's, that's the, the sentiment. sentiment. Yeah. yeah, that's the sentiment. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Because to to me, right, like, so I'm someone like, don't fucking judge me, but my paper towel. No, no judgment. The amount of paper towels I have in my house are, I could build a whole other house with them. Um, (laughs) But you guys are, like, very strong in your convictions, like, but you don't judge people when it comes to not knowing. You just like to educate. It's very, like, subtly. Right. And so for me, I'm someone like, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to living sustainably. Right. And I've said that to you many times, but it's you create such an environment of non-judgment when it comes to that, because I have come up against people that are like, oh, my God, you have paper towels in your house. And I'm like, get the fuck out. Right. (laughs) And that that's the reason that we're trying to not be judgmental, because like the day to day is hard enough, especially. Yeah say like if you're a single mom or you know if you're just trying to get through school like just adding that layer of judgment doesn't make people want to change yeah it just makes them resent it almost exactly but like Um, when i read that before i met you middle finger yeah yeah Yeah. but before i met you i had read that quote that because it was like posted on your instagram like had like just recently or something at that time and i was like yeah no she gets it like, she just needs you to make one small change here and there right. to, like, make a humongous fucking difference. Do you Thank know what you. I mean? And, um, yeah, like, and to add on top of that, our goal, like, we know how little of a difference we're making. Like, whatever difference we're making, Elon Musk could just fly from California to Arizona and that's, like, poo-pooed. What we're trying to do is to bring more awareness to people and create like a ripple effect. Yeah. Hopefully, like the more consolidated consumer education and power that there is, then it'll make like the bigger corporations or the greenwashing companies to like think twice. Like, oh, people know better now. Like, we can't fool them. Yeah. Or like even having that collective power to like just make a bigger change. Yeah. Like, like I'm, I'm, I'm living on hope, honestly. Like, mm. I understand, like, yeah. I mean, that just goes into another territory. Like, I might be crucified after this. But, like, sometimes I just feel like my effort could be futile in, even. Like, but then I can't really live, like, the way I want to live if I chose the other way, if that makes sense. I wish I was programmed in a way that I don't give a fuck. But, like, too bad. I give a fuck. So that's what I'm going to do. How would you want to live? Like you just said, 
you know, if you could live in a different way, what would be your ideal scenario for, for life for yourself and for your family? Like, because yeah. you have a lot of thoughts that are like incredibly macro where you're kind of like wanting to see how the world can change, how America can change, how d- people's different behaviors can change. But like you personally, like what would that ideal life look like if you had it? I mean, I don't know if it's ideal or just like, I wish I could turn it off. Cause like I've talked to friends who are like, well, what what difference does it make? Like wow. we're just it's, little people. Like what you know, that's like, the problem. That's, like that's like shocking to me. Is it shocking? Well, it's just shocking like, to me that people I, think that they can't make a difference. That that's actually heartbreaking, I think. I think we're programmed the same then. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, to me it's like if I live with that pessimism, I feel like my life wouldn't be as like vibrant, you know? Mm. That's why I want to like it's almost therapeutic for me to be like Oh, I didn't use paper towels today. <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> but like, that's just like when it just came to my mind because you mentioned paper towels. No, but like, but still, it could be like, oh, if I too. didn't compost today, I'm like, oh, all this food is rotting in landfill. Like, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. when I get to like bring it to good neighbors compost, hi, Gina. Um, then I feel like, oh, yeah, like my garbage this month. Oh, by the way. So I also this I also ran this math through my head. I noticed that every garbage day, like we have just one like tote and it's not even full. It's like a third full and we have tenants downstairs. Mm -hmm. And I noticed other multifamily units have two totes out and And overflowing. Right. So I was like, by the way, (laughs) holy shit, if half of this block even have the same little amount of trash as us, that's a huge difference. Yeah. Like, that's the sort of math I do it. No, I'm not. <laughs> so, like, when I cleaned my house, like, yesterday, because it was, like, the first time in two weeks that I could actually clean it. I was having a girls' night. Um, I went through, like, half a roll of paper towels. And I literally thought to myself, Tracy would fucking lose her mind right now if she knew. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't. No, but, like, I just felt like, oh. But, like, that's going to kickstart it for me. No, but do you guys know who James Clear is? Mm-mm. So he wrote this book called Atomic Habits. And... I've heard of the book. Dude, I'm listening to it right now. It is so like common sense when he's saying the things that he's saying, but also like, shit, I don't actually think like that, right? Hmm. But like he he made this comment that talked about how habits are like compound interest in a bank, right? So mm-hmm. they're either going to compound in a positive way and and wow. at, over time they're going to make the biggest difference even though it's over years even in some you know instances that's very compelling or, yeah or they're like overdraft fees where they're going to compound in a totally negative way and fuck you right and right. so i was like I don't know why a light bulb's going off. I'm an adult and I should have known that. But like, it just made so much sense when he said Mm -hmm. it like that. So when you think about sustainability and living a circular lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. It is those. So it's back to the quote on your wall. It's the little tiny habits over time. Like you're not going to change your whole freaking lifestyle. And I think that's the problem is people get so overwhelmed with anything, right? Right. We get so overwhelmed with resolutions at the beginning of the year or mm-hmm. whatever. I got to change mm-hmm. my diet, my the my exercise, my drinking, my whatever. And people just get 20 minutes into it like fuck this shit. I'm going to go eat 17 cupcakes cuz this right. sucks. Um but like if you just make one 
habit change a week even, just mm-hmm. something so small or one decision made differently in a positive trajectory, right? right. Over time, it makes such a humongous difference. I love and I that. love that about your store. And I love that about who you are because that has been the conversation with you and I for the last, what, year-ish? Yeah. A little year yeah. and a half that you and I have been talking about this. Yeah. And it makes it so less intimidating to start making those little changes. That's great. You said it best. What are the things, though? Because, like, now I'm going to come in with, like, a big axe to that. Um, sure. <laughs> She's like, I'm setting your favorite towels on fire. I'm like, yeah, I'm like let's go. Um, because I agree with all that. And I think that people do need to um, – approach things in a way that's like digestible and manageable yeah. but I'm, I'm kind of curious Tracy like to I, I kind of want to get into it a little bit like what are the things that people come into the store that it, when you do have these conversations with people about manageable things that they can change on a daily basis I mean like you know starting a new habit is difficult for everybody like you mentioned yeah, yeah. um but like what are the things that people like want to start out with and what are the things that they find the most challenging and then on top of that how do you kind of like when you close up the shop at the end of the day and you're just like heading back home, it's like, of course, all those little things can make a difference. But like when you're butting it up against, you know, you, you already know what I'm going to say, like fossil fuels and like Amazon. 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 Oh, my God. I every podcast episode is going <laughs> to be Amazon. I'm going to say something. I know I'm, I haven't gone off on Amazon yet. <laughs> just wait, guys. We're all going to tell this candle over <laughs> and just light it I on will, fire. I will definitely have at least like one little rant about Amazon on this episode without <laughs> a doubt. Fine. But yeah, I mean, what are the things to that, to that question? Yeah. What are those things that people come in and struggle um, with the most? What do they want to change? Everyone's different. Like, like there's no really one size fits all um, answer to everyone, mm-hmm. but most common ones are like shampoo bottles and yeah. soaps Paper towels, <laughs> um, sponges, like a lot yeah. of like cleaning supplies. Because I, I don't do know if people know. Hmm? I do use a lot of sponges. Yeah, but like you know, it could be just a, a easy fix to like change to non-plastic sponges. Mm-hmm. The problem with sponges is that like the big box brands are made of plastics, and when you wash your dishes, it sheds microplastic. Ooh. And most of don't tell me that. Oh my god, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah. I mean, if you go <laughs> test your body for family. microplastics, we'll probably all have it. Yeah, but god. like that's the thing. Like, if a few of us do it, then it won't make a difference. We'll still test for microplastics in our bloodstream or whatever in our digestive tracts. But if everyone changed to non Yeah, non-plastic, plastic-free. Like, Like, there's, like, cotton ones. There's, like, yeah, bamboo or whatever ones. Like, I think I have, like, like a cotton cellulose ones. Yeah. 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 Because I think the cellulose is just, like, the makeup of the molecule. Um, But, like, the content itself, like, it can be Mm plastic-free. And the green scrubbers, like, that sheds a lot of microplastic. Mm -hmm. So you can use, like, a wooden brush with, like, sizzle bristles. It's, yeah. like, a really easy – and honestly, they clean better. Like, yeah. the green and yellow ones that are, like, the two-in-one, like, like fused together. Bright. Yeah, that's yeah. the brand. Sorry, I haven't – I forgot, like, the name already. Yeah, <laughs> those, like, they start to stink. And the yeah. 
it's like planned obsolescence. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's like they're eroding. Like, that's why we have microplastics in our bodies. And that's why it's in the ocean and everything because like plastic erodes. Yeah. They break down into smaller pieces. And then. Do you see your face right now? I'm like, the fuck? Oh my God. Jen, (laughs) do not Google microplastics later. Oh, yeah. Don't Google Illuminati. Okay. Give me one rabbit hole at a time. I don't think you're going to die. Like, I think we're all going to live to 100, but for how long? Like, yeah. well, well, because we we're made of plastic. Well, it's also because, like, <laughs> it should take forever gonna to fucking. It's going to be cyborgs, like, in the 50 years. Like. Oh, my God. It's, like, we haven't even had plastic in, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Tracy, because you would, you would know more, but, like, we haven't even had plastic in our society for a century yet. I don't. Yeah, I think it hasn't. Right. It hasn't been a century. So, like, truly, we long. don't, like, we are, we were, we're already seeing, like, essentially short term effects of it but like we don't even know like what yeah the really long term implications really are truly these. there's not enough studies <laughs> I'm like, about reactions. it yeah, yeah. I yeah. think like they're starting to like do studies on like the endocrine um, disruptor things just like with like boy babies I think there are reports about like if they inject ingest too much of certain plastic like your hormonal yeah well, your hormonal like, your like you'll have smaller dicks oh. or something oh. well, okay, guys this is a reason a reason yeah. to start fucking ladies, getting ladies, cellulose ladies, sponges men, everybody anybody who likes dick stop stop using plastic <laughs> Um, if that isn't the best advertisement you want a baby right? dick or do you want <laughs> So, like, my friend also told me, like, that could be a really good advertisement. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. Um, my friend told me that um, climate change should hire COVID-19's PR firm. Like, I think <laughs> they should hire you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Not, COVID-19 like... as in, like, the whole world paid attention. And, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yeah. their Ms. shit Rona, together. If you will. Like the campaign. Yeah. Like yeah. to like get your vaccine and make sure you're oh, yeah. washing your hands. I feel like that was the negative your... part. I feel like we were all talking about Miss Rona herself. Who's Miss Rona? COVID. COVID. Co- but I just mean it, in general. I just meant like everything in general. I love uh, it. We oh, paid yeah, yeah. attention to all of it, whether yeah. it was anti-vaccine or vaccine, or whether it was wash your fucking hands, bitch, or not, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like we paid attention. We followed whatever thing for the week that was up there yeah but that was because of like the the immediacy and the the sudden you know mandates around it like we we haven't been able to apply the same like oh yeah 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 yeah, the same sense of urgency like yeah you said it's not immediate we don't live in the ocean well people don't don't believe in climate change there's literally people who are like climate change isn't real and you're like yeah the and the term climate change too was actually um I mean, prior to using climate change, the term, like, you know, if you go back to, like, when Al Gore was talking about this, it was global yeah. warming or the greenhouse effect yeah. Um, yeah. or related to the greenhouse effect. And the reason why it switched over to to using climate change was actually because a Republican strategist, and his name escapes me right now, it's like Frank something, like, he was working um, for the Bush administration at the time. And um, wanted to soften the blow that global warming had because when people heard that, like it, it does, like it was scaring people. They were just like, "Oh my gosh, okay, so it's just gonna like keep increasing in heat, and we're gonna get like fried." Um, yes. And so he started using the term climate change, like develop that term because it felt like he felt that it was something that people could um, 
wouldn't be as afraid of. Yeah, it could digest easier, but he didn't do it was it was to basically like turn the focus away from the severity of it because he was a Republican strategist and and again, working for the Bush administration. And then you have, you know, Al Gore, who was kind of just like, we really need to pay attention to this stuff. We have to like hold um, oil companies accountable, et cetera, et cetera. And so this particular strategist was like, hey, like, let's start using the term climate change because it softens the blow. It makes it seem like this is something that's just going to happen naturally. It's a PR situation. And yeah, exactly. And mm-hmm. so it's really interesting because now, like, we just universally use that term of climate change. But yeah, it right. was originally it was originally for a purpose to kind of turn the attention away from the severity. And I think that it's done an impeccable job at it, even though it's like part of the lexicon. But now all the Repu- like not all the Republicans. I don't know all of them, but like, um, but you there's, <laughs> there's like this narrative, like, oh, the climate's always changing. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. Like, that's like how it kind of like shifted over. But it was like twenty years ago. Yeah, that's like when it changed. So it's just interesting to me that like the term itself was like developed to to make people feel like less afraid. Better. But mm-hmm. I don't think that climate change was ever gonna be or global warming was ever gonna be one of those things that was gonna cause mass hysteria like i don't know like i feel like even when al gore released you know inconvenient truth it it wasn't something that caused people to like immediately change their ways yeah mass mass hysteria it just didn't happen well back to the atomic habit and james clear like Mm. just saying that that negative compounding right Mm -hmm. so we're not making these changes and we're continuing to do things that are going to harm the planet and harm us essentially, but we're mm-hmm. not going to see the effects for hundreds of years. Some in some cases, right. right. 50 and it's going to happen cases. slowly. And it's happening so slowly that yeah. it's desensitizing us to it because we've learned to live with it. Yeah. Is it really happening that slowly though? When we're having these, like these, like once in a generation events that are, well, like, now or, it's speeding up. Right. Yeah. I feel like, when so I was actually just having this conversation with my dad the other day and he's 70 right so like we were actually just talking about global warming climate mm-hmm, change mm-hmm. and the environment and he's like yeah no it's 100% becoming faster and faster and more frequent right. and this he's and like weirder and weirder yeah. yeah right and he's like and now it's like oh shit so we're getting to the point where it's like we've been warning you for x amount of years mm-hmm. and now here it is yeah. it's like the start of whatever's about to happen but yeah. like yeah. So it's either we can get our shit together or, you know, start making those positive habits happen, those little small changes here and there to start compounding in a better way, or mm-hmm. we can continue down the path where we're at right. and we're just fucking ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I want to know, like, what your thoughts are and, like, like why is it, does it really come down to convenience? Like, is convenience really that much of a, of a driver in people's lives? Because I feel like... Mm. Yes. Oh, sorry. Kind of, it's okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's so much to unpack. Oh, I, I finally unpack. got to say this. Yeah, <laughs> I've it. always like been like imagining saying there's so much to unpack in a podcast. You just there. Said I said it. Boom. I'll keep it. On. Um. <laughs> so I feel like there are like three parts to that question, to those mm-hmm. questions. So first, I go home feeling great about my job. Like I've been. This is like the most broke I've ever been in my life Mm -hmm. and the most fulfilled I felt like my customers really, honestly, they're like the heroes of this whole story of climate change. Like my favorite customers are the ones who are are like, hey, Tracy, I've got five dollars for laundry today. How much should I get? Like, how can 
you know, I was like, I got you. Like, I'll help you. But like, and what gets me down is like people like, can we just talk about like these billionaire celebrities that are doing like environmental stuff, quote unquote? Like Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, okay, like Leonardo DiCaprio, he gets a seat at the whatever UN summit on climate change every time. Like, how does he get there? Did he walk there? Did he sail there? No. <laughs> like, you know, like, it, I feel like a lot of these, like, little changes people are trying to do are undone by, like, you know, like, these celebrities and these billionaires and these big corporations. Like, those people, I'm just like, oh, Like, they really get me down. But, like when I'm just like counting like how many people came in excited to make a change like Mm -hmm. that's my motivator that's incredible I love yeah yeah I think I'm just kind of curious about people's um yeah like kind of devotion to convenience and I and I (laughs) you know kind of understanding that from a from a from a global warming climate change and like carbon emissions standpoint but then also like so much of my focus through you know, and, you know, the way I see it is like, I'm still in the beginning of my career, but has been, um, to look into consumer behavior and, um, and convenience is obviously like a huge part of that. And it's, it's so interesting to me that people rate convenience so high on their list of, you know, important decisions, like when Mm -hmm. they're buying, because for me, it's like, I mean, personally, and this doesn't, you know, apply to everybody, but personally, like I, I am like a pretty busy person, but like, I don't feel like my life is like so, so much more inconvenienced because I don't like purchase from Amazon or like, you know, or because I don't know, like what else do people do that's convenient? I I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) That's literally it. Okay. I I think everyone. Because it's super fucking convenient. (laughs) I mean, I personally have never done a survey, but. Like well, I think really, we're gonna. I'm gonna get that. <laughs> but if no, I really, get if I do my survey with my customers, they they're either like climate, like eco curious, or they're like in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they come to visit me because they no longer want to buy online. They want to lower their carbon footprint one step further. Like they know that I reuse like all my like whatever packing shipping materials. Like you know they know that like if they get individual packages sent to them online, Mm -hmm. there's still that individual footprint and the packaging waste. Like a person doesn't need to use all of that. Like, but as like a business, I can make the choice to reuse all of that or recycle them properly. Um, But like to your point, like you don't personally feel that convenience matters to you that much, but there are so many different lifestyles, different income levels and different, mm-hmm. you know, walks of life out there. So it's hard to say, like, sometimes, like, say, for example, if you're a nurse and you have kids, right? Like, yeah. and you're working 12-hour shift. I get a lot of nurse customers, actually. Um, but, like, I can't fault you for just grabbing whatever right. online. Like, totally. you're already tired. You've dealt with, like, the worst situations. You work, like... I don't know, more than a lot of people do. Yeah. So, like, and that's just one example. So, and that's why, like, the inspiration of not judging, like, comes, that's where it comes from is because, again, there's no one size fits all. So I can't really speak for everyone. 
Yeah. So I don't know if it's just convenience or like just you don't have time. You're like just in the rat race of surviving like, the modern I, life. Like so, sp- I feel like you're kind of speaking about me in this moment, <laughs> the girl who uses all the paper towels. Um, <laughs> but like I was talking about a nurse, not a leader. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, but I mean like I have my day job. Yeah. I'm a mom of two. Yeah. I have my day job. One of my kids goes to school out here in Kenmore. And I live 25 minutes away yeah. in that direction. And then the other kid goes to school 30 minutes in the complete opposite direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Three days a week, got to get them to school. Right. And then pick them up on the opposite days. Mm-hmm. So five days a week, I am driving a total of an hour and a half to two hours just to get my kids from school or take them to school. Yeah. yeah. I'm working 40 hours during the day. And then I own two businesses, one being more of a side hustle, but then my full-time business Mm -hmm. I'm at or I'm doing shit for or whatever. So if I can go to Hyatt's or I can go to Michael's or Joann's and buy my stuff or I can somehow find a better way to get materials, I will. But there are moments where I'm like, oh shit, I went to three different stores and they don't have what I need and yeah. I've got this class coming up or I've got this and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Amazon has it. Right. Or I can get an entire shipment of stuff. Like I use Bi- uh, Blick um, art supplies mm-hmm. for a lot of stuff. Yeah. But there's when I look at prices, right. yeah. I'm a small business. Yeah. Yeah. I'm barely making it. Yep. <laughs> so when I look at, I have X amount of budget to yeah. use towards art supplies and yep. I can get three times the amount of supplies if I go onto Amazon right. and quicker yes, because mm-hmm. it'll you know, just be at your door. Yeah. Because yeah, it is, it's convenience yeah. and monetarily. Yeah. And it's just, it just makes the most sense. But then it's like, I hear shit and I'm like, why, why am I doing Amazon? Why am I doing, but it's like, I don't necessarily have a choice in some regard when I'm having to weigh all of these external options. It's also like kind of a chicken and egg situation too, though, yeah. because it's like, it's like the reason why, um, you're not able to find certain things in certain yeah. stores is because the demand's not there anymore because the demand went on to Amazon. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And so it's, 100%. I think that that's also kind of like where it, like the conversation gets so much more complicated because of course, like if like you live an incredibly busy life. And so like, of course, like, and, and poor. that's <laughs> and poor. <laughs> well, yeah. And so like the, the price is like a huge factor. And that's like one of the number one things that I, that like when I have, spoken to people about like okay well like why do you choose to buy on amazon it's like that's a big reason um is the price is unbeatable um and but then it also is kind of like i think people i think most people feel pretty like trapped in the current system that we live in because it's like okay if this is going to be the cheapest option and i know that it's not necessarily the most you know uh conscientious yeah conscientious then then like what other options do I have and if all the other options are gonna like either like put you under or like or just don't feel like they're like sustainable which I'm actually surprised we haven't used that word at all yet but like um that's a dirty word to me oh is it um if unpopular opinion oh I'd love to hear why (laughs) also I want to hear more about that yeah I want to hear why but yeah no my I mean just in closing it's kind of just like um yeah like I think a lot of people just don't feel like there's a way out yeah. of it and well I yeah. don't I don't feel like I have other options yeah because it's like I am trapped needing some, something or some things at a certain price point mm-hmm. to meet my budget and my time constraints right and even if I did have the time because like I do if I can find something in 
like I will 100%, like I said, drive somewhere, do a local business or even Blick, right? Right. If it's within my budget. Right. Because it's not even the time factor because I'm good at planning my time, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not like I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot this. I mean, sometimes that happens. but Mm -hmm. And you know Amazon can get it to you the next morning. But I will absolutely take those options as long as it's within my – so to me, it is the price. It's the cost effectiveness of a single mom running two businesses and still having to try to, like, pay for everything. Yeah, (laughs) right, right. You know, having a 14-year-old and an 8-year-old. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like my my bills per month are astronomical. <laughs> right. Well, my, my answer to that is get your kids to work for you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but also, my bookkeeper just told me that. <laughs> and I went, no, no. tell me how. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, like, yeah, like, let's just say you're, like, I don't know, a symbol of, like, a bigger crowd. Um, just a little, you know, sample population yeah. we're speaking to. Um, for you... I would tell you, like, then keep using Amazon for your art supplies. But then you can think about what other areas Mm -hmm. of your life can you give up? Make, like, a little change here or there. You know, like, there are reusable paper towels in my shop. (laughs) (laughs) So even if you don't use, like, a house full of paper towels to do, like, to clean your house one time, you can reduce that down to like half of it. Mm-hmm. If you just like want to use like a reusable something to wipe down your counter and then hang it to dry, it looks cute in your kitchen, like whatever. Like, yeah, just like. Can we also what- just talk about that real quick? How cute everything in your fucking store is. You make, <laughs> sure, talk you make about it. Circular Tell living everyone. look fucking good. But go on. Yeah, design yes, standards that's, are that's, high. <laughs> they are. That is um one of our you know selling points. Like you can look cute. Like to me, it's like everything in there is effective. Yes. But being like sustainable is mm-hmm. just a plus. Yeah. You know, that's how I like people to think about it. Like, you can literally practically introduce all these things into your life slowly. Yeah. But, like, being plastic-free and being good for the environment is just, like, a well, side, sponges side dish. scrubby anything from yeah. you going forward because shit. Yeah. yeah. Stop shedding I, that microplastic. Well, I had no idea. Like, that was the first time I've ever even heard the term microplastic. Oh, yeah. Like, There's a lot of it I know. floating. This is going to be, like, a dark google night for you oh my yeah. god no i'm gonna wait till don't tomorrow. just listen to your books don't just, yeah i'm just gonna wait till tomorrow and that'll yeah. be my first podcast yeah <laughs> something, something that's good something about, about microplastics oh my, god. <laughs> oh my goodness they're um, everywhere uh the word sustainable oh yeah what is your so what's, what's going your on with that on the word sustainable because that's your unpopular opinion I hear it, it is my unpopular opinion yeah, i don't know if it's suitable for this no it is podcast. no it a hundred percent is suitable we can cut it if you want but so with the with the way things are going, no matter what we do, it's not sustainable, in my opinion. Um, because like, we're all gonna die. Sorry. No, like the planet just has like a certain capacity, and mm. like you know, but we don't like, really know what that capacity is, do we? We don't. It's yeah, just it's like now like, it's manifesting as like weird weather patterns, and like you know, I know like will continue to. To yeah. go on regardless of whether or not exactly. we're on it. And which yeah. is the reason, like, a lot of times, another unpopular opinion, I feel like I shouldn't be talking about this because we're talking about my shop, but, no, like... it's okay. I... It doesn't sit well with me when, like, companies... Like, not even companies, just, like, the phrase, like, save the planet. 
Yeah. It just sits like I understand why people say it, but it's just inaccurate. It's the buy-in buy factor though. Yeah. Like, like do we need something that is yeah? more of a blanket phrase? Is it buy-in so, factor? I think because when you think about marketing, yeah. right? You want to be able to give a phrase that's quick that you're going to be able to think. I mean, you know marketing yeah. better than I do, but you're going to want something that people remember, that people can easily re- like recall, that people can all easily buy um, into. It's emotional. So for me, yeah. it's yeah. like, it's an emotional how buy-in. come? And they're like, oh, save the planet. <laughs> Saving the humans is not catchy. Like, do we yeah, have exactly. like a savior complex? Sexy. Yeah, like it's saving the planet bigger. No, the reason why like, they grander. don't want to use the term save the humans is because like a lot of people not a, I mean Are no I think a lot of, yeah no I think that's <laughs> part of it I think a lot of people tend to be kind of like misanthropic and so I think it just like I think in that way if you're like save the humans people would be like well I don't like my fucking neighbor so like why, <laughs> like, why would I want to save yeah, why, him why you know like but like on that note though how many people talk about their love of animals and they rescue and they foster and they adopt right because they're like i get along better with dogs or cats or birds or mm-hmm. whatever because they're not human right i hear that shit all which is kind of sad time. if you think about it it like, is that, i'm here yeah. to save the humans i'm like i know the planet will go on it's gonna yeah. be fine as long as the sun's there dude oh boy it just 100 rain it's I, I think that's like why <laughs> though like so many people like it, it does also bother me like to to that point if you you know with you getting frustrated with how businesses are like oh we need to save the planet like i also get really frustrated when when people say stuff like like humans are a disease. I'm like grow up. Like like, like like grow up. Like that's such like a like it, it sounds to me like such like a Reddit incel thing to say. Like it's just like I'm like oh my god because it's it's just so, so stupid and I'm just like <laughs> like love it. I don't know. I just think that like there are there are so many there are so many good and amazing things about humanity and Absolutely. that like to kind of like blanket everything is being like humans are a disease like we're a scourge on like everything i'm just like well no i think it's the current system that we're living in and and a term that i i frequently use too because i am a capitalist but i say like our current version of capitalism is problematic but that doesn't make the system that doesn't make like the economic system of capitalism itself inherently bad like capitalism or any kind of economic system is actually neutral Mm -hmm. um humans themselves are not neutral though and so and to so me it's fun. just like the yeah. few misguided ones up there like on top yeah I, I just think like after they get all the money what do they want power like where else do you want to go or then you go to mars so <laughs> like you like really hate elon Musk. <laughs> like, i don't know i just like despise them i don't hate them that i want to like scalp jeff bezos but i don't know if that's like I, it's a popular. I used to. <laughs> yeah. I used to be okay with Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. I think his Twitter move really pushed me over. He's edge. getting bored with Twitter, though. Like he's exactly. Gonna, he's gonna exit, he's like, just he's like, gonna exit Twitter. He just acts like, oh, I created Tesla. I care about like I'm gonna go to Mars. I care about human. I'm like, no, you don't even know what also, to do with Teslas. your own brain. He's like in the same category as like Joe Rogan to me. Like, <laughs> oh, like Joe Rogan, yeah, Elon Musk, like yeah. they're like the same person in my head for some reason. They're not the same people in my head, person in my head. But um, but we could talk about that like another day, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I just think that like time. I put them in the same category as that like, like there are certain people that um 
that like look up to Joe Rogan and, and Elon Musk and they're kind of just like they they just are so enamored mm-hmm. by them and like everything they do and they yeah just like really look up to them and, and sometimes I think you know the Venn diagram of those people who look up to Elon Musk and uh Joe Rogan is a circle yeah yeah but I don't know. I mean, Joe Rogan to me is like kind of like capitalism is neutral. <laughs> it depends on what people take oh out God. of it. Maybe, <laughs> like I, maybe, I'm like, maybe I'm like the woman version of Joe Rogan and I, that's like why I don't like him. Like <laughs> Maybe. Maybe you secretly want to fuck him. Oh well, <laughs> well, she's like, like, hey. Oh my God. I, I, I do remember I do remember out. Fear Factor though. Like like when I think oh, about Joe Rogan, he was actually like, my first thought is Fear Factor. Making people eat balls. Like, yeah. He like <laughs> and ants. Like, mag- Y'all like yeah. scorpions? Maggots yeah. and cheese. Magazine. Oh my god. Yeah. 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 No, I mean like that's that's a really interesting take on sustainability. And it's it's also something that like I mean, because I use the term sustainability a lot when I talk about like business and, and like incremental growth, because mm-hmm. I think something for me that I think is really important, again, like also as somebody who identifies as a capitalist, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is also kind of an unpopular term to use to self-describe. But yeah, that it's like got a bad rap. Yeah, it totally does. But let's take that term back. <laughs> capitalist. Let's, let's like take country. our power back. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm just hitting it. <laughs> I do use the term like sustainable a lot because I actually think well, I think it's I think it's um immoral for uh for business owners to pursue any type of kind of like uncontrolled growth. I think that the the goal if we're going to have like responsible business ownership moving forward should be incremental sustainable growth it shouldn't be to kind of have these like like these years with like astronomically high profits because when you as a business like if you're going to like make a ton of money um the expectation is then that you're going to like spend and invest and hire but then you like the next year that you go into that like you have to like make more than that so that you can continue to do the same mm-hmm. and i think that and where's that squeeze coming from yeah like, exactly someone, I mean, it's coming someone from consumerism right yeah or like you know if it's a if it's like a you know um, well, my consumer pro- brand yeah but. my problem with that is like always like when when like businesses talk about exponential growth it's mm-hmm. like well, in reality, it's not exponential growth. Someone's being exploited. Someone's something is being affected, whether it being mm-hmm. the planet being polluted or people yeah. being exploited. That's why there's like such an uneven growth. I mean, uh, income equ- inequality. Sorry, it's like if it's not in front of us, it's in like another country yeah. where like the resources are being extracted from, yeah. where the labor force is like, you know, being I don't know, exploited. Um, and some can argue like, oh, in developing countries, like, you know, all those people want to work these jobs and they yeah. don't have better choices. But then as a company, make those better choices for them. Mm-hmm. So then Pay you them can... a livable fucking wage. Right, like then <laughs> right. you can force some sort of change. But no, like, you know, the shareholders want their stock to go up. Oh no, the CEO needs their bonus. Like to do what? Like if... The planet keeps doing this and then it becomes inhabitable. Where are you going with your money? That's my question. Well, they're going to Mars. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to spend it there. The conception and inception for any like new economic system always comes from a place of of like inequality. And like and how are we able how can we develop a system that's going to represent more people 
equally and equitably. So Mm -hmm. even capitalism itself was um, a, like Adam Smith, you know, conceptualized or, you know, developed the idea for capitalism because he felt that mercantilism was um, inequitable and it was. And what's interesting is that like- Wait, sorry, rewind. What was inequitable? Mercantilism mercantilism yeah so it was like merchants like you know merchants yeah and like you know ships and everything and so and so like the concept of of capitalism itself was to kind of like just to spread out the options that consumers or just like you know the average person had Mm -hmm. so that you could compete for the best price and that you would have a, a bunch of different options along the way because the problem you know that during adam smith's time what he was um or what that the culture was experiencing was a concentration in the same way that we see with monopolies now with these like particular uh, companies that were like owning just like entire portions so like a monopoly. Mm-hmm. And so his conceptualization of, of capitalism as like a potential economic system was to like undo that and to spread out the, the wealth right. so that like smaller companies or investors or whatever um, can compete can compete with these Mm -hmm. huge ones so like really what a lot of it comes down to is that like we end up having in any economic system at least that like humans have like tried to apply we end up having this like you know unfortunate concentration of wealth at the top and we haven't really found a way to like legislate for like a more equitable system so that's why it's like you know, I can't say that like capitalism is inherently evil because like even from right. its inception, like that it wasn't really developed to be that way. It's just that we we haven't figured out a really a way to like equitably govern right. people in yeah. general. And that goes yeah. for like any country. Like right. Yeah. That yeah. Um, yeah. In any political system. Yeah. Yeah. Also one version or another. I didn't want to interject That's because okay. it was such an incredible like <laughs> oh. situation. <laughs> now I know why you love Pirates of the Caribbean. So <laughs> Um, yeah, don't get me talking about the East India Trading Company, but... I was just like, oh my god, it all makes sense. It's all making I sense. I want you to talk about it. Why? Another what? time. I'll talk oh, about... I, I will talk about Pirates Next of the week, Caribbean one same day. Same time, same place. Yeah. Same candles. Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Curse of the capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I mean, that's why I like history so much. It's just because I think it... I think when, when you know those or if you just like you know choose to learn those things about history then it helps you understand that like throughout any period of time humans are really just like trying to figure out the best way to do things and i would say that like most people want to live in a system that benefits the largest number of people but we get lost along the way because you know we also want to make sure that it's like it's equitable for us too like as as individuals and and i don't think that that's evil or bad yeah and i don't think that that's evil or bad i think that like you know it's we have to protect ourselves and that's you know that's okay so yeah agreed yeah but uh yeah shop at little salmon (laughs) thank you that was great marketing wrap up yeah you're welcome (laughs) tracy thank you so much for coming on Thank that you was so for much inviting. Fun. Yay, yeah, yeah. Always having so much fun with you ladies. Yeah. I missed you. Go ahead and tell people where they can find you or follow you or whatever. <laughs> sure. You can visit my website at littlesalmon.co, C-O, not dot com, dot co. Same handle on Instagram and uh, 230 Lexington Avenue, Buffalo, New York. Uh, Cross Street is Ashland. So come visit us. 
Thank you. you. Won't regret it. You won't regret it. You'll just you'll just regret what you've been doing for your entire life. So. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right.